0: Hello, and welcome back to the podcast, Your Life Transformed. We're on this podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Hamilton, and we talk about everything from weight loss to wellness to truly how to live your best life on this journey to transform and to become better. Today's podcast is going to be answering questions from the audience and the listeners that was left on the Facebook page or on the website and so today i have a very special guest who is going to represent the audience questions it is my operations manager it is my husband so essentially my everything stanley hamilton welcome
1: thank you thank you for having me on the podcast
0: well thank you for being here um so we've seen several questions that came through um the website and the facebook page and so i thought It'd be good to um, start answering those as a podcast. And honestly, I want to encourage all of you the, all of you out there to continue to send in your questions. Um, oh, and guess what? We have a new website, yourlifetransformed.health. Um, sounds like it's spelled. So go ahead and send your comments or questions or if, if you would like to be a guest on the podcast because you went through a transforming journey, be my guest. Um, but today we are going to start with um, some of these questions. So Stanley, what are some of the questions that came through? We'll just start with the first one.
1: Um, so, you know, being an operations uh, manager I and, off, and operations officer, I actually ran into a lot of questions from patients because I worked with them directly. And the questions they had in office actually correlated really closely to what we saw on the Facebook page. So. Probably the the first question I have here is uh, patients want to know when should I consider bariatric surgery.
0: Yeah, that is a question that we get a lot, and I think that's important to answer here. And I will start off by saying I am biased. I am a bariatric surgeon, so I and I understand the benefits of bariatric surgery, and I also understand the risk. So, with that being said, I would recommend bariatric surgery to anyone 50 pounds or more overweight that have been struggling with that same weight, I would say for more than a couple years. So not, not, I just had a baby and I gained 50 pounds and I need to lose it real quick. These are people that have been struggling with that same 50, 60, 70 pounds or more for years. They lose it, they regain it, they lose it, they regain it. I think those patients would be great candidates and actually have had Really good success for the patients that I've done bariatric surgery on. So that's kind of my answer. If you're 50 pounds overweight and you have a medical problem, for sure I think you should consider bariatric surgery. Hypertension, diabetes, um, what we call metabolic syndrome, PCOS, difficulty having kids, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. My qu- qu- uh, criteria is not necessarily the insurance criteria. So that's kind of my textbook. Blank answer, 50 pounds, struggling for a while. I think you should consider it. Talk to your doctor, talk to your surgeon. Um, talk about the risks and benefits. The insurance answer is typically 100 pounds overweight um, or or less with a medical problem. And they usually go based on BMI. So BMI of 35 or greater with a medical problem or a BMI of 40. So 35 or greater can be anywhere from 70 pounds to 100 pounds overweight. Medical problems would be hypertension, diabetes for sure, obstructive sleep apnea. Cholesterol doesn't necessarily qualify you. Um, Reflux doesn't necessarily qualify you. It has to be a major medical problem. If you've had a stroke, that may qualify you, or a heart attack. So from an insurance standpoint, that is the answer in order the when you should consider bariatric surgery for a lot of bariatric surgeons it starts before then so that's kind of my response to that what are some other questions that came through all
1: right so the next question that was pretty popular was which surgery should I choose
0: okay so um, essentially, I, you, In order to decide which surgery you should choose, you should have a serious conversation with your surgeon. Um, this is the way I kind of talk to my patients about it. So first of all, let's talk about the types of surgeries. Most of the people honestly coming into the office, for the most part, knew the types of surgeries. Um, there's the lap band, which is pretty much not done anymore. So I'm going to kind of take that off the table. And even in my own practice, I took that off the table. And then there is the gastric sleeve, which is the most popular. The way I describe that one is you go from a football size to a banana size, um, and it literally looks like a sleeve. So that's one of the most ones that people come into the office wanting. The other surgery is a gastric bypass. It's been around forever, um, a significantly long time, and it has gone through different transformations, hence the name of the show. Um, It has become significantly safer, and it's pretty consistent. And then the other surgery is called the duodenal switch. That's been around for a while, but not a lot of surgeons do it because of the risk of nutritional deficiencies. Um, But that one is more for patients who have a higher weight loss, more weight to lose. So that is actually for a BMI of 50 or higher. So let's kind of just start with that one. Patients who come in with a higher BMI, 50, 60, 70, 80 plus, I usually recommend the duodenal switch you have the best chance of losing the most amount of weight. And that's also the surgery where you have the least amount of relapse as far as weight regain goes. So that's kind of the first one. So the duodenal switch, which is a combination of a sleeve and a gastric bypass, I usually recommend those for higher BMI patients, 50. And it's hard to tell you their weight because a lot of people don't understand BMI, but we did talk about this on a previous um, podcast and you can calculate BMI on our website but because it's hard to go based on weight you know if you're shorter and you weigh more you have a higher BMI so for me to say three four hundred pounds it totally depends on your weight because if you're taller you may not meet that criteria so higher BMIs I would recommend the duodenal switch there are risks to that though so you need to talk to your surgeon the other one um, I always say for my sugar cravers Um, I would do uh, the gastric bypass. The gastric bypass bypasses the pancreas um, and the mechanism for insulin and a lot of those things. I won't go into a lot of scientific detail, but it does help with um, sugar cravings for those who have them. Because the gastric sleeve, which I would say is for people who are just kind of struggling with weight, There are the lower BMIs or the the middle-of-the-road BMIs who've been struggling with that same weight for years but pretty much have no other issues holding them back as far as like um, cravings or, you know, stuff like that. It's just their appetite. The gastric sleeve would be the better surgery. Um, So for the... Going back to the gastric bypass, people who have less control issues... And that's why it's important to get with a bariatric surgeon who really wants to get to know you and they can kind of help guide you on what's going to be the best surgery. Because those patients who have um, more difficult controlling certain cravings, emotional eating, sugar cravings, I would recommend the gastric bypass if you don't have the higher BMI because that's just a stronger tool to kind of help you with those particular issues because of the mechanism of the gastric bypass. A lot of people have concerns about it, but my diabetic patients, I don't even go to the sleeve, I just jump automatically to the gastric bypass because it's been proven to resolve diabetes 99 to 100%. If you have gastric reflux disease, I recommend the gastric bypass because the sleeve can worsen your gastroesophageal reflux disease. And again, the gastric bypass has been proven to completely resolve it. Mind you, the duodenal switch has also shown some of these benefits, but if you don't have the higher BMI, you're not even gonna qualify for it and it's not worth getting it. So um, those are kind of my, how do I choose? It depends on what are some of your concerns, both as far as medical problems go and then also as far as um, uh, cravings, how, what type of eater are you, what are some of your habits? And so those are things that you need to discuss with your surgeon. And hopefully they're in a position that they can help guide you. There are some people who just do feel surgeons that feel more comfortable with one or another. Um, you know, they do more sleeves. So they just feel comfortable with sleeves. So they're going to give you a sleeve, but it's really important that you kind of do your own research, ask questions, talk to other people who've had it go on online and find support groups, talk to other people about their experiences. Mind you, keeping in mind, everybody's experience is different, but it's very important that you kind of have an understanding of the different types of surgeries and the benefits of each of the different types of surgeries so I hope that kind of answered that question um, I'll kind of sum it up again at the end as far as gastric sleeve gastric bypass and duodenal switch as far as those three I do not recommend the band um, for anybody and and then to kind of throw in about revisions because a lot of people have the lap band I prefer converting my lap bands to bypasses than I do sleeves only because a lot of times the lap band patients have a a pretty oversized gastric pouch because of the band Um, and so a lot of times when they do the sleeve that pouch is still there a lot of surgeons just staple up to that gastric pouch and you end up with like a muffin top and I've noticed a lot of patients who have that muffin top Um, you don't get the results that you want. You lose weight initially, but then you regain. So the best um, option I think for a lap band patient is to convert to the bypass because I think it'll be a stronger tool. A lot of times when the lap band comes off, it's just, oh my gosh, I can eat because you're not choking on food. You're not vomiting on food. And so the sleeve, a lot of times people Not everyone, but we'll just kind of eat through the gastric sleeve and it's it will not have been very beneficial. Okay, Stanley, that was a little bit long winded, but I think it was important to kind of go over those points. What is the next common question?
1: So the next well, common question, but it was actually uh, a question that's asked probably more often than, you know, I could answer for a lot of patients was what are the risks of surgery?
0: Yeah, I think that's important, too, to kind of talk about the risk. Um, again, if you talk to a primary care doctor, they will give you a different answer. But as bariatric surgeons, we actually do this a lot and we see the risk. I truly feel like the risk for many compared to the benefit is minimal. The actual stated risk is less than 1% um, for leaks, for major bleeding events, Um for anything, death, is, it's, it's even less than that. So for any major event that you can think of, pulmonary embolism, like a leak, um, death, a heart attack on the table, um, some of these other things, the risk of that is actually very low. Um, the risk of pneumonia, however, is a little bit higher. The risk of a DVT in your lower extremities is a little bit higher. It could be anywhere from 2 to 5%. Again, these things won't kill you, though. These things can be treated. A UTI can be common after surgery. A skin infection, it can be high. That's probably one of the highest, anywhere from 8 to 10%. But again, that can be treated with antibiotics. That can be treated in the office. Um, the risk of stricture for a gastric bypass um, and even a gastric sleeve nowadays, we're seeing those is a little bit high, is higher, maybe about at 3%. But again, those risks are still relatively low. Um, major complications after bariatric surgery are significantly low. For me, the, the benefits completely outweigh the risk because I know the benefits. Bariatric surgery, in my opinion, truly can save lives. Um, so I think it's totally worth um, the risk because I feel like, I feel like, patients can die from their medical problems. So if you have hypertension or diabetes, your risk of dying from that is higher than your risk of dying from a bariatric surgery. And so I totally think that the risks are worth it. For some reason, bariatric surgery has gotten a bad rep over the years and have scared a lot of people, but there's nothing really to be scared of. It's it's shown to be significantly safe. I mean, it's changed and transformed so much over the years. Like we do mostly everything laparoscopic now, even revisions or robotic patients are going home the same day, the next day in a couple of days, there's no more open surgeries really and long hospital stays that, that, that kind of, you know, start the, these higher risk, um, you know, post-op complications. I think that, um, If you've had a previous bariatric surgery, your risk is going to be higher. I mean, there's nothing that you can do about that, but it's up to your surgeon to kind of explain those risks, Um, and you can decide if it's worth it for you. The more bariatric surgeries you have, the higher your risk is going to be. The higher your weight is, the higher your risk are going to be. To be honest, I don't think it's so much the bariatric surgery as it is the patient that brings the risk to the table. Your diabetes is a risk factor. Your high blood pressure is a risk factor. Your weight is a risk factor. If anything, the surgery is gonna help that, you would be a risk for any other surgery. I have so many patients who come in that are scared of bariatric surgery. So a lot of them come in initially just for weight loss or to get questions answered, which is fine. And I'm like, your hysterectomy or your knee replacement or your heart bypass, is a higher risk than a bariatric surgery. And mind you, I come from the general surgery well. I truly believe a bad gallbladder is higher risk than a bariatric surgery because we can kind of fix some of those um, risk factors that you come in with. See your heart doctor and get cleared. You know, we have all these clearances that you would need to do to try to maximize the benefit of bariatric surgery. So some of the risk, as previously stated, um, to kind of sum it up are heart attack on the table, pulmonary embolism, which you can die from, death, um, a leak, which is probably the most feared, but does not happen that often. You can get strictures, which can be common, but not that common. And all those can be treated endoscopically, believe it or not. A lot of the strictures can. You can get skin infections, especially if you're already prone um, to skin infections, cyst, abscesses. You can get those. Um, you can get pneumonia after surgery. So it's important to deep breathe. And we try to go over this with you in the hospital. You can get blood clots in your legs, um, which that's why we want you guys to walk and move around. You can get UTIs, you can get vitamin deficiencies. Um, but again, those can be prevented if you take your vitamins. Those are another one that's most feared because vitamin deficiencies can be pretty significant. But again, all that can be prevented if you take your vitamins, you can get IV therapy, which we offer in the office for those who can't take their vitamins. A lot of people have nausea and vomiting after surgery. That can be normal. Pain after surgery also is normal, but it's minimal. So the risks are no more than the risk of any other surgery. So don't let your primary care doctor scare you, your OB, whoever it is, you truly need to get information from a bariatric surgeon, or again, Talk to other people who've gone through it. Of course, you'll run into the one or two, that 1% of people who've had bad complications. But that is not the norm. That is rare. So again, the risks are minimal. um, And I truly do believe the benefits of the surgery completely outweigh the risk. All right, Stanley, do we have any other questions that you seem to get on a regular basis or anything else that came through?
1: Um, no, those were the three um, most common questions. Um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, questions that people ask that, you know, I was able to answer a lot, but those are the three most common that I thought were were always best for you to really dive into the patient with.
0: Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on our show. And like I said, go ahead and send in other questions through our new website, yourlifetransformed.health, or through our Facebook page, which is still A Better Way Center. Um, A Better Way Center is our Facebook page. Or email us if you're one of our patients or common listeners. All that information can be on the website. So let me just kind of recap. When should I consider um, bariatric surgery? In my opinion, and this is not based on insurance, whenever you've been struggling with the same 50 pounds for years, you lose it, you regain it, um, and it will not go away. I think you should consider almost a metabolic reset, and that's what surgery does. From an insurance perspective, you have to have a BMI of 35 with a medical problem, such as hypertension, obstructive sleep apnea, diabetes, something along those lines. Or a BMI of 40 with no medical problems. That's from an insurance perspective, if your insurance covers it. Um, the, as far as which bariatric surgery you should choose, the gastric sleeve, I think, is best for patients who have a BMI between 30 and 45, even, with um, minimal medical problems. Uh, such as if you're diabetic, I would not recommend the gastric sleeve. You can get it, and it would be and it would help you. But I don't think that's your best option. It's a better option, but it's not your best option. I would recommend the gastric sleeve for patients who have a large appetite because it will help with that. Um, and patients who just almost need like a metabolic reset—that's kind of their biggest problem. They just have difficulty losing weight. I would recommend the gastric bypass for that same BMI range, um, but also have things like stress eating, emotional eating, you're diabetic, you have really severe reflux, you have gastroparesis, either from an unknown cause or from your diabetes, Um, you have bad sugar cravings or even carb cravings because the mechanism of the gastric bypass, it's a stronger tool, um, because of the rerouting, and I think it will help you and be a stronger tool for those particular issues. If you are, have concerns about the gastric bypass, I have plenty of patients who had a family member or a friend who didn't do well with the gastric bypass. They had vitamin deficiencies or even had a comp- major complication or death. Don't get the gastric bypass. If you have things going on in your head that are saying, I've have concerns or I'm afraid of the gastric bypass don't get it even if you have those problems the gastric sleeve is better than still much significantly better than nothing so I would just get the gastric sleeve although the the gastric bypass profile is very safe it's probably the most safe now than it has ever been Um, the other thing is the duodenal switch which again is a combination of the gastric sleeve and uh the gastric bypass in the sense that you get rerouted um i think these are for patients with a higher bmi meaning a bmi of 50 60 70 on up it does the same thing that a gastric bypass does so it's great for diabetes it's great for gastroesophageal reflux disease um and then obviously it you lose the most weight with the um Duodenal switch, but I wouldn't get that if you have a lower BMI um, because you also get um, nutritional deficiencies, which can be monitored. You don't have to get def- def- uh, nutritional deficiencies. That's probably the most feared, believe it or not, even outside of leaks with the duodenal switch, is the nutritional deficiencies. But I've done several, and none of my patients thus far has had nutritional deficiencies. So just to kind of calm your concerns or fears about it, you don't have to get those. But the risk of that is high because of the rerouting. You're much more rerouted rerouted further down the line, so to speak, than you are with the gastric bypass. So that's why you lose more weight, but that's also why you're at higher risk for nutritional deficiencies. So I would only recommend that one for the higher BMI because we've seen literally weight loss in the 200s with a duodenal switch. And not everybody even has that much weight to lose. So those are kind of the options as far as which surgery should I choose. And again, as for the risk of surgery, there are risks. There's risk of nutritional deficiencies, heart attack. There's risk of death. There's risk of dehydration is common. Nausea, vomiting is common. There's risk of Um, blood clots in the legs. There's risk of blood clots in the lungs. We do things to kind of prevent those. There's risk of pneumonia post-op, skin infections, intra-abdominal infections. There's risk of leaks. But again, the major complications, which I've stated earlier, the risk of those are very low. And as stated earlier, I think having done the other surgeries, your risk of a hysterectomy a gallbladder removal a cabbage is significantly higher than your risk of a bariatric surgery so i would much rather give patients a bariatric surgery than five years later they have to undergo a cabbage because they've had a heart attack because they didn't get the bariatric surgery and so i think there's a lot of benefits to bariatric surgery and i understand i am biased because i'm a bariatric surgeon but i've seen the benefits and I can probably count on one hand the amount of complications. And even the people who've had strictures or whatever that I've had in my practice, they would recommend uh, bariatric surgery any day. Some of the things that I do wanna talk about um, as far as complications that are not necessarily listed in textbooks is things like some of the mental components of bariatric surgery. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to go through. It's hard to change your mindset. Um, the divorce rate is high in bariatric surgery. Some of the loose skin, but that's not a complication. It's something that you just have to kind of live with. People often will still see themselves as a big person, even though they've lost all, those, all the weight. Those are things that we will talk about in future um, podcasts because those are things that are often unsaid in the textbook or even when you go to your surgeon's office to talk about bariatric surgery there are other unsaid or unspoken so to speak what could be considered complications well that's all the time that we have for today thank you so much for joining us on this podcast your life transformed the journey to become a better you i'm your host dr hamilton continue to send in your questions. Um, can send in, continue to send in comments can please like us download us review us and again if you have a journey uh, a health journey to tell please um, contact us on our website and um, we will invite you on the podcast thank you for joining us until next time on the podcast your life transform.